there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. The Olympics are full of athletes who are perfectly crafted to be the best in one specific task. One person is built for the breaststroke, another the butterfly. The saber, ape, and foil all require different skills in fencing. One person wins the high dive, another the low dive. Every once in a while, an incredible human comes along who is the best at multiple things. Some athletes spend their entire lives training to win one event, only to lose to someone who's multitasking. Pulling an Olympic double is unbelievably difficult, and no one will attempt a more difficult double than 22-year-old Javon Harrison. Harrison won the U.S. Olympic trials in the high jump on June 27th. That same day, he won the Olympic trials in the long jump. He's a gold medal contender in both events. This year, he has the second highest jump in the world and the second longest jump in the world. You might think high jump, long jump, both jumps. What's the big deal here? But nobody does this. Nobody has won both Olympic events since 1896. The last man to represent Team USA in the high jump and the long jump was Jim Thorpe in 1912. Harrison is to jumping what Shohei Otani is to baseball. He's a once-in-a-generation phenomenon, performing two very different sports tasks at an elite level for the first time in about 100 years. I'm one of those people like when you tell me I can't do something and something is going to have to happen and I'm going to have to do something kind of bothers me a little bit and I just want to prove you wrong at that point. When everybody would come up to me and was like, you're really good at both, but eventually you'll have to pick. I was like, okay, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just prove you wrong. I'm not gonna pick, I'm gonna do both and I'm gonna be the best at both. 100 years of Olympic history have told us that what Harrison is doing should be impossible. Harrison says, I can actually totally do that. And somehow, I believe Javon Harrison. This is the Ringer Guide to the Summer Games. I'm your host, Roger Sherman. Today's sport of the day, jumping. I'd like to take a moment to celebrate field. You know, Fields from track and field, it's sort of a Simon and Garfunkel situation. We give all this love to track. Track races are fun and easy to watch. Field events lack the same popularity. Sometimes the second javelin toss from the fifth competitor ends up being the longest. And that's a lot tougher to televise than an event with a finish line. If you go to a track and field meet, everybody goes wild for the races. Meanwhile, the field's competitors are just kind of out there in the middle of the fields, competing with the sounds of silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. There is one big crossover between track and field, the long jump. The long jump involves sprinting down a runway and leaping as far as you can. So, Olympic medalists are often athletes who are good at sprinting. 
Jesse Owens and Carl Lewis won gold in both the 100-meter dash and the long jump. In 2016, the women's long jump gold medalist was Tiana Bartoletta, who was also a member of Team USA's gold medal winning 4x100 sprint relay team. The high jump, though, that's its own beast. High jumpers have one of the rarest body types in the world. They're tall and lean with super long legs that make up a disproportionate amount of their body. Picture the inflatable tube men in front of car dealerships, but with long legs instead of wavy arms. High jumpers also have to be flexible enough to maintain the form required for clearing the bar as they arch their torsos to squeeze over the top. It's a very different jump from the long jump. And here is where we're going to play the obligatory crisscross song. USA's Ellery Clark won both the high jump and the long jump at the very first Olympics, but that barely counts. Back then, the Olympics were a bunch of rich American college students and some Greek soldiers. As the games got more prominent and athletes mastered specific skill sets, it became unheard of for someone to medal in both events. The last man to even compete in both was Danny Beauchamp of the Seychelles back in 1992. And he finished 37th in the long jump and 33rd in the high jump. When the NCAA began holding track and field championships in 1921, it was already clear that high jumpers and long jumpers were different. Nobody had ever won the NCAA championship in both until Javon Harrison did it in 2019. And then he did it again at the indoor championships in 2021. And then he did it again at the outdoor championships in June. And then he became the first person ever to win both at the US Olympic track and field trials, punching his ticket to Tokyo twice. The funny thing about all these ridiculous things Harrison does is he doesn't even seem to know that they're ridiculous. He just shows up at meets, does these things that nobody has done in 100 years, and then people freak out about his place in history. And he's never really thought about it. I say this in like almost any interview I, I do, but I genuinely don't know what's going on until after the meet, unless I'm on social media beforehand and I see a post. Like the whole Jim Thorpe 100 and however many years, I didn't even know that was a thing until I saw it. Harrison simply makes everything look easy. Listen to his response when I asked him if he's good at dunking. I can do just about anything. I really try. Some things do take practice. I'm not going to say all dunks are easy for me, but for the most part, majority of them kind of are. I can do whatever I really feel like doing. I interviewed a lot of athletes for this podcast, and the one with Harrison might just be my favorite. It's not because he said the funniest things or gave me the most insight into how he does what he does. It's because he looked me in the eyes and acted like this unbelievable thing he's doing is just totally normal. I understand completely why it's not a very common double in the track and field world. I feel like more people should try it. I mean, it's fun. I enjoy it. But I definitely do understand why it's not a common double. Harrison's take on this once-in-a-century feat that he's pursuing is that more people should try it. What an iconic thing to say. 
yeah, more people should climb Mount Everest and get elected president. More people should try winning the Nobel Peace Prize and being named the sexiest man alive. More people should just simply become the greatest all-around athlete since Jim Thorpe. Harrison talks about his Olympic double like Elle Woods talked about her academic career change. You got into Harvard Law? What, like it's hard? Maybe Harrison has a point. Maybe past athletes who could have pulled off this double were discouraged. But he didn't care about what people had done in the past. And that allowed him to craft a career that hasn't really been attempted in the modern era. Maybe the next one-of-a-kind athlete will be told you can do the high jump and the long jump. Javon Harrison did it. But I think he's probably a one-of-one. In 2220, when some nerdy cyborg is hosting a podcast about the differences between the high-jumping robots and the long-jumping robots during the Space Olympics on Mars, they'll mention the last human to achieve greatness in both events. His name is Javon Harrison. I'd like to thank our associate producers, Erica Cervantes and Lonnie Ronaldo, who literally made these episodes. Additional thanks go to Ben Glixman and Arjuna Ramgopal. I'd especially like to thank the Ringer's fact-checking team for making sure I didn't say anything wrong in these episodes. And I'd like to thank you for listening.